Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Here's Rick Uccino and SP3 on the Believe Podcast Network. Uh, uh, yeah, feeling it on a Thursday night. This was so much fun last week. Screw it. We'll do it again. Rick Uccino, Jeremy Bennett here to kick off the show. SP3 will be joining us momentarily momentarily so don't you fret don't you worry sp3 will be here as uh i mean you know we don't have a whole lot to really talk about today do we We don't we don't nothing broke today oh my gosh i I, like seriously you we were going to record the show for today like we were going to drop it at 7 a.m like we usually do on thursday extenuating circumstances had to push it back i could not be happier could not be happier that we had to push it back to prime time. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling loose. I ate ribs for dinner. I feel great right now. I got my pumpkin spice coffee because I'm a pumpkin whore. <laughs> I am feeling good in the neighborhood right now. And we got so much to dive into from today's report about CM Punk and what a pipe bomb from Sean Rossap and everybody else involved with all of that that was going down uh, last night. It seemed weird in the moment, Jeremy. It seemed a little weird in the moment when Punk hopped on and just randomly challenged Hangman Adam Page last night, as we will bring in uh, my boy uh, SP3 here as he is uh, still getting situated. But welcome to there the show, SP3. There How's he is. it going? How's it going, y'all? Oh, we're doing good. You haven't missed much. We just got underway here. I wasn't quite sure when you're going to come in, so I went ahead and uh, jumped the gun just a little bit to make sure we were on time. We're a punctual bunch here uh, on Believe in Pro Wrestling. But, uh, yeah, just kind of setting the mood. Not a whole lot to talk about today, yeah? Between, you know, CM Punk and NXT UK and Kenny Omega returning. This will be about a five-minute show, I think, tonight. Yeah. Five minutes. Yeah, it's, yeah. Not like, it's not like somebody's champion um, may have quit or may quit. Seriously, if you guys have not caught up in all of the drama surrounding CM Punk and AEW and Hangman Adam Page last night, we are going to dive into that. We're going to let SP3 fangirl all over Kenny Omega's return uh, last night and talk about the possible ramifications of basically NXT UK as we know it coming to an end. Well, well, before we get into all of that, I know my good friend Jeremy Bennett here, he put it on Twitter, but... You know, I just want to remind everybody that last Thursday when we did the podcast at this time, I legitimately called Nick Gage versus John Moxley for the GCW World Championship. No, I am not friends with Brett Lauderdale. I just watch a lot of Game Changer Wrestling, but I just wanted to mention that. Yeah, didn't you? Uh, uh, didn't somebody on this panel predict Effie was going to to win uh, the GCW World Title? I and did. Then there might have been a mention about edibles and some other stuff that was. I did. I did. <laughs> I thought it might happen. I didn't know. I didn't realize Gage would be this close to being back either. Plus, I'm I'm not going to be surprised if Gage wins and retires, to be honest with you. I I don't know. I, I just don't feel like there's much left with him. We shall see. That's all coming up on what's going to be a loaded uh, September weekend, Labor Day weekend, or at least so we thought, because All Out may have just taken a major Ooh. hit. Uh, we will talk about the 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 strangeness surrounding the fact that John Moxley and CM Punk 
unifying the titles, arguably the biggest match in AEW history, is now taking place on Dynamite in Cleveland instead of All Out in Chicago. Absolute insanity. We appreciate everybody who's joining us here on this primetime edition. Steven, what is going on? Safet, what is up? Frantic World and Noob, we appreciate all you guys uh, tuning in here tonight. We're going to be with you for about the next hour or so because, again, we got a lot uh, to dive into. But before we get started on all that, got to thank our friends over at Bet Online. Fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, events with first to market odds and lines. Get renew, excuse me, reviews and news. Try to combine those two words uh, for every league: Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, golf. It's all there. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information, from live in-game betting to props and futures. Head on over to Bet Online today, or grab onto your mobile device. You're you, you're probably on it anyway. Join today, make your first sports bet, use our promo code BELIEVE50, that is B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Uh, guys, let's let's dive right into all of the, the just absolute insanity. Um, I figured Kenny Omega would have been the lead story today, but no, it is, it is going to be CM Punk and the possible trouble in AEW's paradise. You want to talk about a difference a year makes. It was a year ago at this time that CM Punk was coming into AEW first time back in wrestling in seven years and he was rejuvenated and he was loving it. And this was the guy who was going to carry the company into the, the next stratosphere, right? From upstart, punchy rival to WWE to, okay, here's Punk, here's Danielson, let's F and go. They got Cody still there. My, how things have changed now. When we get this report today, uh, first off, it was reported last night uh, from the Wrestling Observer that CM Punk's uh, promo on Hangman Adam Page last night where he calls out Adam Page at the beginning of his promo says he can have a rematch right then and there. He sits down in that, you know, cross leg Indian style that he's so accustomed to doing, waits about 30 seconds. Hangman doesn't come out. Punk calls him a coward and then moves on to John Moxley. So that seemed weird. And it got people like my dude, Jeremy over here saying, well, maybe they're setting it up for, for hangman, Adam page and, and CM punk to get that rematch after all out is over. Then the wrestling observer, uh, reports that, uh, punk was not supposed to do that. Or at least nobody knew that punk was, was going to be doing that. Uh, and I believe the quote from Brian Alvarez was went into business for himself and really kind of punked out. Hangman Adam Page last night. I mean, that whole situation made Hangman Adam Page just look bad on the surface. And that's a weird situation because why would Tony Khan do that? Why would he punk out one of his top baby faces, even though he's not the AEW world champion anymore? He's still one of the most overdudes in the company and somebody that you can hang on to and build around for a long ass time. So that goes down. We get that report. Suddenly things start making sense. And then Fightful Select ads on top of it so they released this lengthy report and i'm, a, I'm gonna read it in its entirety because it can get a, a little confusing and i know some people misconstrued some uh, quotes here from sean rossap so let me read this and then i'll uh, i'll let my boys uh, in on this one so 
CM Punk challenged Hangman Page to a rematch on the August 17th episode of AEW Dynamite, which would have been last night. According to the Wrestling Observer, that was not planned. We at FIFO were able to confirm this. Punk defeated Hangman Adam Page at AEW, AEW Double or Nothing earlier this year before being forced away from the ring for several months. Before that, however, there was word that Punk and Hangman Adam Page did not see eye to eye on some promo material that emerged on the episode of Dynamite that built up their match. Feifel has been told that it was put that C, uh, that it was to the point that CM Punk met with AEW higher ups about the context of Hangman Adam Page's promo. Voices of Wrestling had noted that they had heard Punk had told others after the meeting in May that he would not lose to Hangman Page. Feifel was told by several within AEW that they felt the situation that unfolded on the August 17th episode of Dynamite, again last night, was unfair to Hangman Page if he wasn't aware of it. One even said, even if he was aware of it, what would he have done? Charged to the ring past Tony Khan, interrupted a promo he knew he wasn't supposed to be a part of. There was no way Hangman could have won in that situation. We were told that Hangman Adam Page was in the building, but have not heard that he responded in any particular way. Those that we spoke to said that Hangman isn't a confrontational person and is genuinely, genuinely well-liked among the roster. The belief among several on the roster, okay, that's the important thing here that we spoke to, is that it was believed that that uh, Punk believed Hangman went into business for himself leading into their double or nothing match. And Punk may have seen last night's promo as a receipt. It's important to note that the locker room speculation, that's a locker room is speculation as opposed to Punk telling anyone that directly from Punk's end of things. There was a hangman promo uh, that he had said that alluded to Punk's issues with Colt Cabana. And that did not sit well with Punk. There were also, there was also another promo that happened during a week where Punk wasn't at the show that accelerated it. They say that Punk shot at Hangman happened with Hangman present, and that's how the person close to Punk justified it. Sources familiar with the situation claim that CM Punk has often verbally expressed his displeasure about things, including recently, so blatantly that they thought he might end up quitting the company. Those close to him said that he might have almost decided to stay home instead of coming to last night's Dynamite, but do not think that he would have quit. We have not been given any indication that he plans on leaving AEW, but one veteran said they have heard of threats being levied. Fightful was also told that Moxley versus Punk match for August 24th on Dynamite last uh, next week was a late decision. They haven't been told how late. When they asked for uh, context from higher-ups, they did not receive any. SP3? Lots to unpack there. Uh, your your overall general uh, reaction to that that very lengthy report that I bought several times there. Um, CM Punk is upset with the company and threatening to quit and walk out. I feel like I've heard this before. Um, that was my yes. initial reaction to yes. this, and it was just like already. Come on, like dog, like like. This doesn't, this whole thing, like I've, I've heard people and I've, I, you know, shared the report with CM Punk fans who tell me, oh, well, you know, Punk likes to work, uh, you know, the, the dirt sheets and try to build stuff up through the dirt sheets. And I'm not saying he's not, but I'm saying if he did, I don't think he realized that this makes him look bad. This yeah. does not, this does not paint like 
how he came off on the show, yeah, on the surface, it did make it seem like, you know, Hangman Page was called out and didn't accept the challenge. So it made him look bad. But everything that we've heard since then has made CM Punk look bad and like a diva backstage and i don't know if this is the best look for him even though this is kind of par for the course as it seems i'm a huge cm punk fan i enjoy what he's been able to give to aew and at this point i kind of do believe the rewards from observer and especially fightful with cm punk kind of going into business for himself with that line because in a lot of circumstances cm punk is the john cena of aew he can pretty much go into business for himself and say what he wants to say because what the hell is tony khan gonna tell him i'm gonna find you i'm gonna suspend you and cost myself money for the next pay-per-view that you have been basically delivering the highest pay-per-view buy rates for this company every single pay-per-view that you've been on and is he really going to do that no that would be dumb so he can go into business for himself but it's it's going to take tony kind of smoothing things over and it, it's just not a good look and this kind of you know puts on more weight into the argument that there is unhappiness and miscommunication backstage in AEW. We've heard all of those reports, but I think this is kind of the biggest evidence of that. Yeah, Jeremy, when you look at this, man, I mean, I, I wholeheartedly agree with SP3. This this puts uh, th this this is a huge headache that Tony Khan doesn't need right now, and he's almost powerless to do it. He has spent a piss ton of money to bring CM Punk into this company. He has mm -hmm. strapped his world heavyweight championship on top of CM Punk. And not only that, he has vehemently gone to bat publicly for CM Punk saying, this is my guy. This is my dude. Let's go. And now all of a sudden he comes out and he does this. And if again, let me stress, if all of these reports are accurate and this is exactly how it went down. Yeah. Jeremy, here's a very interesting question. How does Tony Khan trust CM Punk moving forward? Because I think this definitely creates trust issues that were not present before. Yeah, I mean, if it, if they if he ends up losing the trust of Tony Khan, and this is actually everything that's being reported is real, uh, you know, the only thing he can do is just keep Punk off of TV. Um, A lot of money for keep somebody off of TV. I think he's already doing that with MJF, except, well, MJF's not making well, as much. My initial gut reaction was Punk did this to twist Tony's arm into making him a heel. I think, I think Tony is being reluctant to make Punk a heel, and I think Punk wants to be a heel now. I, I honestly, the more I think about it, I think it's a work, just like the MJF situation. I kind of wonder if both of these are coming to a head. I wonder if they're bumping up this match with Mox because somehow MJF is on his way back here all of a sudden, or, uh, you know, Hangman's getting involved in this whole thing as well. I don't know. Um, I think it is Punk's way of twisting Tony's arm to, to make him a heel, though. And if, if this is related to MJF, where we get these reports that make it seem like this is not a work, but in the end it is, and, and maybe they played us all, I don't know. Um, but it is interesting that they bumped this up because especially the way that it came off and played out last night, they did a great job of setting up the main event for all out only for it to now happen next week. So whoever gets that next week, is it in Cleveland next week? 
Yeah, it's in Cleveland, which again has the Johnny Gargano uh, crowd going absolutely. He's trending out. He's trending on yeah, Twitter uh, right now. Johnny trending. Uh, he'll be trending for another week at least until he doesn't show up uh, next week. I genuinely don't think he's made up his mind yet, but uh, we'll we'll see how things shake out there. I I, I kind of wonder if there were two people in the room that knew that what Punk was going to do, and it was him and Tony Khan. Look, that could that could totally be the case, but it has also been reported that Tony is not one to work his employees, uh, which is why everybody feels like the MJF situation is so um, is not a work, at least those within the company. And MJF has not been heard from since he called Tony Khan a fucking mark uh, <laughs> on on Dynamite. He has not been seen since. I mean, it's if if they are working, all of us good on them. Great. They might be watching all of these shows right now. They may be watching right now, just laughing their asses off. And if they are, hey, hit that thumbs up and hit that subscribe button. And yeah, cool, you got us. It. But I again, I don't know if this, a work, if this is a work, who benefits? Because it makes Punk look bad. It makes Tony Khan look bad. And it makes well, Page look bad. Punk wants to look bad because he wants to be a heel. SP3. I don't think it makes Hangman Page look bad. Hangman nope. Page looks like the victim out of this. It yeah, definitely doesn't true. make him look bad. This is actually this actually helped what happened yesterday for because Hangman Page, like you said, on the surface when the when Punk said what he said and he didn't come out, it did make him look bad. But everything we've learned since then has made Hangman Page look like the victim in all of this, and it garners more sympathy for him. And especially what the report you know talked about that he was in a no win situation and it wasn't fair to him at all because what was he supposed to do if he did know about it was he supposed to go out and you know uh you know storm ahead of tony khan and go out there unscripted you know away from what tony wanted to do with mox and punk and if he wasn't aware of it then it's extra he's a, a victim and a victim of the circumstances here so this honestly this was the best thing to happen to hangman page was this report yeah. coming out Remember, yeah, remember I'm, the I meant, I meant in the moment it made Hangman. Remember the Triple H promo he cut on Punk about when he's not the top guy any longer and doesn't yeah. get what he wants. And yeah, I saw now that that out earlier and said, "Who would have thought Triple H was the babyface in this?" Situation? And uh, all of a sudden, a lot of that kind of is coming into play now. If all of this is true, but no, Hangman, and it's kind of funny. Like Silver tweeted out, like as it happened, he's like. Uh, this is why he couldn't come out. He was busy. And he was busy eating. <laughs> yeah, and he probably was. He was probably, he probably yeah, because he didn't know he was getting called out. What happened? Yeah. He's probably on Twitter like, wait, what the hell just went down in the ring just now? Like, what the hell is going on? So, and I'm sure yeah. a lot of people were like that. And what sucks here is we're talking about this and all this backstage drama, whether it's real or not. Who cares, right? It's a great storyline. It's juice. That's what we love about professional wrestling is the storytelling. And when it blurs lines, it's great. But the focus should be on that spectacular exchange, SP3, between Mox and Punk last night. This was the war of words that we were all looking forward to. My scorecard gave a very, very slight edge to CM Punk last night. I thought he had more uh, more zingers, more one-liners that really kind of hit home. But Mox definitely held his own. This is what I've been looking forward to out of these two. And honestly, there was part of me after they were done that went, all right, well, what the hell do you do from here? Because that was perfect. Let's go. Let's get to Chicago. And maybe maybe Tony Khan felt the same way. Jinxed us. You jinxed us all. I, I wanted more. I wanted more of this because, honestly, Moxley held back. 
Moxley, you know, alluded to stuff like, like punk, you know, uh, this title is about fighting spirit and you lost your fighting spirit years ago. And like, he could have, he could have divulged more next week and said like, Hey, like in the same city of Cleveland, you walked out of of one company and left the business left it behind left it to you know nearly die while i left that same company and went here and revitalized the business and made the business more money for all the guys out there because i care about wrestling like moxley could go more in than he did last night so this Mm -hmm. like they gave punk the platform to kind of say his his witty one-liners about the third best guy in his group and then seems to be a reoccurring thing which was a great line and he's this he's only the second best john that he'll beat in chicago for a championship and he he and his best friend is the third best eddie he's been in the ring with and the second best kingston he's ever which which everybody scrambled to try to find who what the number two eddie was (laughs) i know i know i was I heard a lot of people being like Eddie Edwards when he never shared a locker room with uh, Eddie Edwards. Eddie Vegas, who uh, in the Indies, and then some people said Eddie Fatu, who was Umaga. Uh, I I don't know if somebody whose shoot name was actually Eddie. I don't know. I don't know if Eddie, I don't know if Umaga and Punk ever crossed paths. I I think. Yeah, they 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 first a couple of times back in like 2007 and 2008 i believe like eddie Um, vegas was digging deep in the cagematch.net website was where people were getting that out of so (laughs) yeah people people didn't know that off the rip i I did love people on social media like rushing to find photos of kofi kingston to tweet him out there was one where he's just sitting there like like I think it was like right after he got called out for not having a, a, a Jamaican accent, and somebody said Kofi just minding his own business catching strays on AEW last like, night. Like, so. hey Kofi, how's it going, Kofi? Uh, yeah, there was oh, a man, lot of man. funny WWE references in that promo last night. Yeah, and that's the yes. thing is there are funny WWE references, but they didn't overtly beat us over the head and scream WWE, which was great. It, it flowed. And they weren't even bashing WWE. It, no, it, no, is, no. Actually, yeah. Punk was complimentary of WWE. Punk yeah. put. All the WWE people over John Moxley last night. Maybe uh, this is all funny. for Punk to get out of this contract and go to WWE. I'm kidding. Well, you know, there is a tampering story we're going to talk about coming up here. And maybe we'll play everybody's favorite game, <laughs> Reckless Speculation. Somebody, uh, Eddie somebody Gilbert. said Eddie. I made that joke on the internet last night about Eddie Gilbert. <laughs> Who is Eddie Gilbert? Can somebody? Oh, he was a uh, hot, stuff. Yeah, hot stuff Eddie Gilbert wrestled uh, in the 70s and 80s. Okay. All right. Okay. Mostly I, NWA, JCP, right? J- Jim Crockett kind of around ECW. There. Oh, yeah. ECW. Uh, Steven Chambers asking any word how long Punk's contract is with AEW? I think it was three years, wasn't it? Or they just say multi year contract? Yeah, most everybody signs either a three or five year deal with AEW and you would tend to think with Punk's age, he probably signed a three year deal. Like I see there's a comment with someone saying MJF's gonna sign with AEW with WWE very soon. Unless you mean very soon be in twenty twenty four, I don't consider that very, very soon because no. we're in twenty twenty two, sir. But uh, trust me, if MJF and Tony Khan are on the out, MJF gonna be sitting on his butt for another year and a half. Yeah, unless, unless Tony lets him out of it. I mean, I don't see him doing that. Nope. You, you kind of got to do the WWE move of letting him. I was going to say it out. I mean, this is this is WWE's move to to a T. Hey, we don't 
we're not going to use you. We don't see any value. I mean, how long did they have Brody Lee on the damn bench uh, in WWE before they finally set him free and he was able to go have, you know, the run that he was able to have. Yeah, in Pack was longer. Yeah, FTR. Pack, they, and they, and they kept tagging for months. Yeah, and then they, they kept ta- they tacked on with FTR when I think Cash got hurt. If the pandemic didn't hit, would those guys even have been released? Like in all seriousness? Probably not. Wyatt, definitely not. Strowman, definitely not. We're in a different world now, folks. We got people coming back. It's it's all good here. So everything about last night was great. And then they come back, right? Like they had the tear part. Everything was great. We figured that's the end of the segment. Tony Nese is coming down. You know, I'm getting ready for the bathroom break match. I'm kidding. Uh, anyway, I'm getting ready for the bathroom break match. Tony Nese is coming down. Mox clotheslines the hell out of him and just knocks him down. So they they gave him the referee bump for the night. One one wrist to the back of the head, and Tony Nese, the superior athlete, is out of it. And Moxley comes down and he calls out CM Punk. And then there's another pull apart brawl. And then we get that great moment where Claudio just one arm picks up Moxley and carries him over to the to the other corner of the ring, Take, taking his kid out of the toy aisle. Yeah, pretty much, man. And that, great, another pull apart. This is heated, awesome, sweet, cool. And what, 20 minutes later, we get the announcement that the title unification match that we are all expecting to headline all out in Chicago, where it makes sense, is now going to take place on Dynamite next week, free television in Cleveland. Like, come on, Cleveland is highly overrated, but Cleveland, come on, what are we doing? God, it's like, you know, your first thoughts were time limit draw dq some weird shit but uh god now they got but now this news comes out now this news comes out and it's like wow i don't know what's going on now part of me is wondering because you you hear that that section again from from sean ross at fightful select i'll i'll read it for uh you guys who who missed it again uh fightful was told that the moxley punk match for the august 24th episode of aew dynamite was made a uh, very late it was a late decision we haven't been told how late uh, and when we asked AEW higher ups for context, we didn't get any. So oh, there's part of me that's sitting here thinking, what if Tony Khan just made this decision last night based off of conversations that he had with CM Punk after his whole Hangman Adam Page thing, which also makes me wonder who the hell is winning this damn match next week and how this is all going down. And that's something we'll, that we'll dive into once we get into the five count. But it's just something to stew upon there for a quick moment. SB3, one final segment uh, comment before we move on. Um, I do know that Will Washington of FIFO on uh, his podcast, Day After Dynamite Today, he did say that he heard about four days ago that they had something big planned for Cleveland. So I what I'm what I'm guessing and this is me just reckless speculation of the report that we that uh Rick read is I think that you know Punk had frustrations due to the whole hangman page thing that dates back to May, but I think his recent frustrations may have to do with the change in the map. Maybe Tony Khan has something mm-hmm. bigger planned for all out at this point. 
I think the only thing big enough for All Out, if it's not Moxley and uh, Punk, it's MJF coming back into the situation, whether it's Punk versus MJF back in Chicago or a three-way with Mox, Punk, and MJF. Like, MJF comes out and causes a whole big schmoz ending where AEW doesn't do the schmoz ending enough for it to be annoying and Plus, nobody was expecting this matchup to happen on this show. And I think most of us will be okay if it leads to that type of big matchup. But I'm sorry for all the Hangman Page fans in the the live chat. Hangman Page being involved in this situation is not big enough to do Mox and Punk in Cleveland. It has to be someone as big as MJF. If it's not MJF, it could have been Kenny Omega, but Kenny Omega's already back and he's in the trios tournament. So it has to be a star on that level imagine the pop imagine the pop if mjf just shits on that title match and screws it all to hell i thought you were about to say shits on the title like literally well he might Um, literally do that just for (laughs) oh could you imagine the nuclear heat on that one yeah medusa Um, throwing it in the trash watch me take a shit on it that that will put a whole new spin on moxley saying this title don't mean shit until i beat (laughs) cm punk let's you brought up the man himself kenny omega he did return last night to aew SB3, we saw this coming a mile away. We knew it was going to happen. It did not make the moment any less special, any less awesome last night. You get Justin Roberts on the microphone, breaking down everything, all all of his accolades. He got here in the North Carolina again last night was great. And then that awesome, I forgot how great Kenny's music is. That awesome fucking song just hits home west virginia erupts last night kenny omega comes down he is strapped up he's got the compression shirt on he's obviously still not a hundred percent last night or at least that's what they were trying to portray that he was I not percent last night I think uh, so they there, but still it was great to see him we knew at that point the elite were going to win and advance in the trios championship tournament they did that, uh, and then Andrade and Roosh decided to just beat the shit out of Homeboy. Afterwards, it's like one of the thirty seconds to to end. <laughs> but, but wait, there's more. Uh, that's Jr. My God, what are they doing? Goodbye. They did, they did the Johnny Gargano NXT, right? They put up that little graphic. Oh, it's over. Oh wait, no, it's not. We got a little bit more for you. So uh, a lot happening at the end there. But again. I, I wish we were focusing more on Kenny Omega's return than we are the, the the drama between Punk and Hangman and what all that's going to mean. But still, this was a great moment last night, SP3. Yes, it was the moment I was waiting for. And Kenny Omega, if you if you are really believing Kenny Omega, you know, he did he didn't look a hundred percent because that's the story. That's that's the story he was going for. Like this dude, if you looked at his physique, he did not need to wear no Russian shirt. He's doing it all for the work. And I believe that, yeah, probably he's not a hundred percent, but when this man was at 75, probably 55% as AEW world champion, he won the wrestler of the year, the PWI number one, like Justin Roberts. No wrestlers at 100% ever, period. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. exactly. And I, I think I think people miss that point if you really think, oh, man, he didn't, he looks still, still looks hurt. You miss. That was the point of the whole story of the matchup. The story of the matchup is Kenny came back. Uh, 
not at a hundred percent because the Bucks needed them. He was he was the young Bucks hail mary for yeah. this trios match, and they had an awesome, very fun um, main event. Dragon Lee was the MVP of that match Ooh. because that man is nuts. That torpedo suicide <laughs> dive to Kenny into the front row was, was dude insane. landed on straight concrete. Straight, he landed on people. <laughs> insane that man is insane and he was working to get a contract but yeah i'm very happy kenny omega is back the trios tournament is very interesting on the left hand side i'm very interested to see who comes out of next week's matchup with Def triangle and the united empire i think it's going to be Def triangle which every time the young bucks and the lucha bros are in the ring together it's an instant classic and yeah. every time kenny omega and packer in the ring together it's an instant classic so part of me I wants that part of me wants uh the other way to go around though just have osprey and omega in oh, the ring keeping though. those two no, away. Yeah. Thank, thank you thank you rick yeah that that's <laughs> wrestle kingdom i i think at this point especially after osprey had the match of the year this morning against yeah. kazuka okada and he came up short in the g1 i think the only type he has multiple matches he could do at Wrestle Kingdom, whether it's against guys that he lost to in the tournament, like Shingo Takagi or David Finley for the U.S. title, or they can, you know, build it out with him and Shibata for the U.S. title based on what happened at Forbidden Door. But I think there's no bigger matchup for Osprey than him and Omega at the at the Tokyo Dome, and especially because it's one night of the Tokyo Dome. That's your double main event. You do Switchblade and Okada for the world title, and you do Omega and Osprey for the U.S title and try to sell out that tokyo dome that's what i want to see or next year for forbidden door you need to save that for those type of big show you can't do it on a on the go home show basically of dynamite going yeah. into a pay-per-view if he was on the opposite side of the bracket hell yeah i'm with you dude make osprey <laughs> and Asi open make it to the finals but i think the finals is going to be a uh, dark order with hank man adam page versus the elite yeah, and I still think that's the direction they're going to go because I don't think even with all this stuff that that Punk has set up now uh, or try, whatever he was trying to do last night, that the story is Hangman being involved in the trios title, and I think he's going to help. I, and SP3, I love the idea that you brought up either uh, earlier this week or last week where the Dark Order starts dropping like flies, whether or not it's due to injury or this, that, yeah. that and you end up with hangman now having to wrestle in the finals i think yeah. that is the direction that uh that they need to go yeah that'd make the finals really interesting yeah uh if, if hangman had to join the dark order against the elite that would be uh the, the best kind of storytelling so to speak of the of that tournament steven says wrestle kingdom omega versus osprey yes please and i do believe there was a report that uh aew superstars are going to be involved uh at uh, at wrestle kingdom so i think you said there's only one night this year or this coming year they're not doing yeah january is just january 4th january 5th is gonna be new year's dash so i think that yeah we're gonna we might see omega on the card i would love to see brian danielson and Zach yeah. jr uh and lance archer was amazing in the g1 and he needs to he just seems like he's a new a different type of performer on New Japan than he is in AEW, so is he he's still in AEW. Kind of, like, like yeah, he, you know, well, he he said his he said his goodbyes uh, on today's show for the G One Finals, so he's heading back to AEW. Hopefully, they Tony Khan watched some of the G One and saw how to really present yeah. Lance Archer. Yeah, I was gonna say it seems like the only time Tony books him is when he needs to make somebody else look strong. 
right? Yeah. Like he's 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 the never big, been the guy yet. Yeah, he's the big oaf. He's the big oak that needs to get chopped down to make somebody else look uh, bigger and better. And you know, he's enhancement talent basically. Did they say why they went back to the one day thing or was just the two day thing a pandemic thing? I think no, I think well they did the two day thing the first time in 2020 before the pandemic. So yeah, they right the before, 2021 yeah. was just kind of they already had planned to do a two day thing and 2022 kind of the same thing that they just kept going with it, but I think it's better off as a one day thing because the, I will say like especially uh you know earlier in January this year it felt like we had a lot of matches that really didn't feel like Wrestle Kingdom. Like the last couple of matches on both night cards were good to great but none of n- the whole card didn't feel like wrestle kingdom if they can give us a wrestle kingdom card of 10 matches that all feel important sprinkle some aew guys on there as well those are the type of cards that is the show of the year wrestle kingdom hasn't been the show of the year since 2020 uh mcasp saying uh hangman versus punk can be at like full gear or winter is coming i will say this much if punk does hang on to the title they have set up several opponents for him uh last night that they could go to i still think eddie kingston gets a shot in new york no matter who the hell the champion is at that point and i think eddie uh, versus punk makes a ton of sense but i'm still wondering who's going to be champion here after wednesday which you see eddie's tweet last night uh yeah i think he said see you next tuesday uh i believe is is what well, he used the c word he, he had a c in there, there was yeah a c he word. said he's he said uh this uh Espe deleted only says something when i'm not there i i wouldn't be surprised if they put the title on kingston in new york uh, i would love to see him like he he's it's not gonna get man he, his whole gimmick is that he he's basically aew's mick foley Exactly. won the title, but, but put you know how seats. long that took. You know how long that took. Foley came into the company what near 95, 96. He didn't yeah. win it until ninety nine. We're only in year two of 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 Eddie Kingston and Eddie Kings. And even when Foley won, he won it for like a day and then, and then yeah, lost it to the Rock. That's all he needs. Repeatedly. That's all he needs. That's all he needs. It ain't going to happen anytime soon, but Punk versus Kingston, I feel like that's the type of match that could sell some tickets for for Grand Slam in Queens, which I'm going to. And New Japan announced uh, October 28th, they're having a show in Times Square in New York City. So I'm going to I'm going to try to go to both New Japan and AEW. SP3, you're still over in the UK right now where there was a major announcement uh, today regarding WWE and the fact that NXT UK as we know it uh, is no more. There there seemed to be a lot of momentum and a lot of theories that NXT UK might be folding. But instead, WWE, at least the way they're spinning this, saying that they are now expanding and they are going out to, to NXT Europe now. Uh, so basically, NXT UK is contract basically nxt uk is contracting it's going away and they're opening up a new thing called nxt europe and it could not the fact that i think at last check there was only maybe five or six dudes and like seven women from the entire nxt uk roster that are still with the company because several people uh, unfortunately were released today so this is like hey we're expanding but are we are we really here it seems like everybody that they've feel like they wanted to keep is now on nxt 2.0 uh 
Uh, and everybody else ended up uh, getting released today. SB3, kind of uh, a weird situation they got going on here. Only WWE can do some set, some shit like this. I, you know I don't curse it, but this shit is ridiculous because it was plain as day that this NXT UK brand, it failed. It failed. They they tried, but it failed. The the pandemic put a snuff to that. It was it was building very well. They had great takeover shows in 2018, 2019. Uh, I would say Takeover Cardiff is one of the best takeovers ever. And I know that people a lot of people don't consider the NXT UK takeovers a part of the takeover kind of history, but Cardiff with Volter versus Tyler Bate is one of the greatest matches oh. to ever take place on any takeover. Uh it's one of the greatest matches in WWE history. You heard me right. Yes, one of the greatest matches in WWE history is Volter versus Tyler Bate. Uh Tyler Bate is amazing. So I'm glad that he still has a job and he's working with NXT and he seems like he's gonna headline the next event with Braun Breaker. But for all intents and purposes, NXT UK failed. It failed. And only WWE could could try to gloss over that. Like, oh no, they're going on hiatus for a few months. <laughs> and we're opening up NXT Europe. We're making our global localization, the thing we were talking about years ago. You remember when Triple H did the PowerPoint presentation? Like, yeah. we're going there. We're going NXT Japan. Yeah. They called up New Japan. They were trying to put New Japan out of business. Going to be the competition for New Japan. They're going to India. They're going to Africa. They're going to South America. Basically, they sound like Howard Dean when Howard Dean was running for president. Ah! We're I'm going to Kentucky. I'm going to Washington. Like WWE, just cut it out. You should have just closed NXT UK and say we're gonna we're gonna rebrand things and we're gonna try to open up NXT Europe. But no, they they lost their big you know Mercedes car and they got some broken up Bronco and they're like, hey, we we got a Bronco. We got a Bronco every here over here. We sold the Mercedes, but we got a Bronco. Don't worry. That's WWE NXT Europe. Good luck with that. Yeah, we should have known something was going on, Jeremy, when all of a sudden the NXT UK tag team titles like made their way over to NXT 2.0 like a month ago. Yeah, yeah. That should have been a big something's going on here. Something's going on here. And I totally missed it. Yeah, like, and then, you know, but then it was like, it, it seemed very obvious Tuesday night when the floodgates opened. Yes. With uh, Blair Davenport and Gallus and, uh, Tyler and Bate. Tyler Bate, and uh, then that really is an oh, it's dead, it's dead. And then, well, did they give any details about what this NXT Europe thing is going to be outside of this 2023? They really didn't, did they? Not, not that I read or not that I saw. Like they yeah. just said, hey, at NXT UK, we're we're shuttering for a little bit, and then we're going to open NXT Europe. And I'm like, okay, that sounds cool and all. And then all of a sudden, they're releasing half the roster, pretty much anybody that didn't show up uh on nxt 2.0 yeah. so um at least the guys I, that could be stars here they kept um you know i gallus is really good obviously blair davenport's a great talent uh tyler Bate. hopefully trent seven comes over um you know those are some you know some good talent obviously you know we had we, you had a taste of mustache mountain when the when they came over uh in the black and gold days so a lot of people still remember Tyler Bate. I think him and Braun could put together a good match. I would love to see Braun get called up and Tyler Bate be an NXT champion. I think that would be kind of cool. Um, 
Yes, he did. Queen, by the way, uh, uh, didn't Trent get released? Oh, did Trent? I didn't see Trent. Okay. Yeah, he did get that. I believe I'm 90 percent sure uh, that he was one that got. I saw a whole list of them on Fightful earlier, but I didn't see Trent's name. So uh, I'm 90 percent sure. I'll, I will. I will double check on that. I'm almost positive that. I'm trying. I'm trying to find oh, it. Oh, they're and- they're still coming in. Like Amir Jordan just confirmed his release. That just dropped about 15 minutes ago. Yeah, it looks like Trent is is on the list, right? So Mark Andrews, Zia Brookside, uh, Eddie Dennis, uh, Saxton Huxley, uh, Amir Jordan, uh, Danny Luna, uh, Dave Mastif, Mackenzie um, uh, uh, Primate, uh, Nina Samuel, Shaw Samuels, uh, Sid Scala, uh, Scala. I don't know some of these people, so I apologize if I'm saying this wrong. Trent Seven, uh, Ashton Smith, Jack Stars, T Bone, uh, Tierman, uh, Flash Morgan, Webster, uh, Kenny Williams. So, so yeah, they didn't do a they didn't do a separate article on Trent Seven, so that's why I didn't see it. Yeah, so uh, Trent uh, Trent is one of the ones that was was let go. So again, uh, we hope everybody you know, and, and maybe once NXT Europe launches in 2023, they'll bring some of these people back. Uh, you never know, but yeah, it has been an infusion of NXT UK talent that has been coming over. Uh, you had JB McDonough who got a, a title shot uh, earlier this week, and you know Braun Breaker uh, held on to it. So it's going to be Pretty interesting to see. Came over, yeah, uh, well, a few months ago. So yeah. I haven't seen Pretty Deadly in a while. We're they, yeah, they were, were uh, in a week. segment. They aligned yeah. with Lash Legend. Yeah. Okay, I completely missed that. So <laughs> it's NXT. Who cares? Uh, all right, guys. We we got some major implications uh, going down from what happened on Dynamite last night. So let's dive into all of this, shall we? It's time to answer the five count on the Believe Podcast Network. All right. So we know the title unification match has been moved up to next week. We're going to do something we haven't done here before. We're going to combine one and two together here on the five big questions on today's episode because I need to know who walks out as AEW World Champion next Wednesday. And if this match really does go down, what on God's green earth is the world title match at All Out? Jeremy, you have the floor, sir. First, good sir. Uh, Punk walks out because I don't think we're going to get a finish. Um, And I don't know, uh, you know... I I wonder if MJF is on his way back for all out. I just that's a very popular theory. No, no evidence to support it, but that is a very popular theory. I just wonder if MJF is going to interject himself in that match. And it's a triple threat. I, the, the fact they moved a legitimate star powered main event at your marquee show. It's it's arguably the biggest match in the history of it. And they moved it to Cleveland tells you that i think a certain guy that we haven't heard from in a while is they 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 got some plans for no that that could be a a a myriad of people not just mjf you'd still do have some big names uh out on the free agent market that they could bring in i think the only guy that is a free agent right now that could make a bigger match than like what uh, sp3 was alluding to earlier would be maybe if they bring in bray wyatt but yeah that's you know May again, maybe this is a guy who hasn't wrestled in, in, in quite some time now. So, uh, and you don't have a whole lot of time to heat him up. I mean, we're 18 days out here, guys. Yeah. This is really weird. Until this report came out about everything that's going down with CM Punk and Hangman, my initial thought process on this was okay, Tony Khan wants to keep the belt on Moxley. 
because he has been so white hot, but he doesn't want to take it off of Punk in his first defense. So my thought would be next week, Punk completes the heel turn by cheating to beat Moxley to retain the championship or unify the titles, and then they do the rematch in Chicago where Moxley gets his win back. That was that was my only thought, thought process on this was that's how that would go down to give Punk a title retention, let him let him win one match, let him to finish his heel turn, and then you give us the match, the rematch in Chicago. And, and Moxley can can win it there. Or Eddie Kingston gets involved and he accidentally costs Mox the match or he costs Punk the match and sets up the feud. Moving on there, a lot of options. But that's the right. only thing that made sense to me, SB3, is why they would make this change and move it up this fast. Yeah, I mean, after last night, I thought there's only a few possible scenarios here that you have CM Punk win and then MJF returns and we get MJF versus Punk at All Out for the championship or MJF comes back and he interferes and calls a no contest and we get the triple threat to determine the undisputed uh, champion at all out or punk, uh, you know, punk just outright, you know, wins and sets up something else or, or they do the draw to set up like a bigger matchup, like lights out or a steel cage match at all out. Those were the scenarios that I thought of. But after this report, <laughs> I honestly wouldn't be surprised if John Moxley walks out the AEW world champion. My answer might change tomorrow. My answer might change when we're done with this stream. But for right now, I'm going with John Moxley, new AEW world champion. And God knows Sean Ross app is going to be a busy man coming out of Wednesday <laughs> night because there's going to be a bunch of reports about CM Punk possibly leaving AEW if that happens. Yeah, like pulling the curtain behind here. So I was actually messaging, you know, Ross app today because we just, you know, we we bullshit from time to time. And all of a sudden, he stopped responding to me. <laughs> and, and then about two hours later, that report came out. I'm like, oh, that explains why the man ghosted me. Okay, we cool. We fine. You know, he gets a ton of messages. Anyway, bad signal came out. Yeah, absolutely. So anytime he doesn't respond, if like we're in a mid-conversation, I'm like, oh, he, he got something cooking. Because that man has always got something cooking. I agree with you. After this report came out, I I'm fully in the belief now that Moxley's winning, but I have no idea what the match is in Chicago because what can you set up in this short amount of time? And if, if there is something going on with punk and so much so that you have to rush this to get him out the door or to put him back on hiatus or whatever you're going to do, what does this do to your all out card altogether? Which right now, is looking a little thin. You got your women's world title match set up. At least we think we'll talk about that coming up in a minute. You're going to have your trios finals, which, okay, if it's the elite versus hangman, Adam page and dark order. Great. That's a nice setup there. But then what, like, what else are you putting on this car? Cause you don't have a whole lot set up right now. Well, Jungle Boy and Christian. Yeah, Jungle Boy, and Christian. Jungle Boy and Christian, Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks. Okay. You got Jericho and Danielson, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Kingston and Sammy Guevara. 
they got plenty of stuff actually when you really think about it because this yeah. the show other than punk and moxley getting rushed till next week they kind of did a good job of kind of laying out the foundation for the rest of the card fdr and wardlow versus uh as i just got a comment on our aew dynamite review over on true hill heat their stable name is now two indians and a black guy um jay lethal santum singh and uh sanjay dutt uh oh so they got they got about six seven matches on the card even without punk and moxley it still feels it, like it still feels like there's a massive hole without this, punk and moxley though if this is a work maybe tony's just trying to pop a rating before before oh i think he definitely is because last night's rating wasn't the best uh for for aew uh they lost to the housewives their their demo was down uh which housewives what, what are we which one are we uh, on the real housewives of some Oh, town. I didn't know if it was desperate. That was the number one. Sh- they were number two on cable last night, and the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills or whatever the hell it was number one. Y'all watch some effed up shit. Man. I don't watch. I was watching Dynamite. Damn, it. I'm, I'm talking to the public. I'm talking oh. to the people at this point. Y'all watch some effed up stuff. But then again, you know we we watch wrestling, so it is what it is. Yes, absolutely, you're right, Jay, uh, DJ Duke, uh, uh, Athena, and Jade should yeah. be on this damn show. What about the tag title match? Acclaim versus the uh, Gun Club again, probably. That was one thing I didn't like about last night. I'm like, can we end this damn feud already? This is one that seems like it's Scissor me, daddy ass. I mean, Billy Gunn just whooped the Acclaim's ass like three weeks ago, and now he's back to scissoring Anthony Bowens. Okay, whatever. Not, not, I think another thing we might get is another... Go ahead. Pop. They're the sons that Billy really wanted. He wanted some black sons. It's true he's like he's like the father from different strokes it's like do you it, but this thing's like two weeks away what do you do with swerve and and keith lee i mean do you just not put this on the card like don't i put thought the tag about titles? it and i thought about it and i was like why would they do the whole russian uh you know andrade turning and being out of the trios when you have you know they did the whole setup where private where andrade put private party in that aew world tag team title shot i think that that's now going to lead to roosh and andrade versus uh swerving our glory I wouldn't be surprised if we get another trios matchup as well with uh, House of Black going up against Sting, Darby Allen, and Miro. Uh, yeah, I think that's another option that is going to be on the. And frankly, that match should be on the card. That'd be uh, fun to watch uh, Miro tag with Sting and Darby, though. That'd be kind of fun to watch. Yeah, I, I would wholeheartedly enjoy that. One thing that I definitely enjoyed watching last night uh, was Brian Danielson and Daniel Garcia. Uh, God, God. No. Let's make a let's get let's have the Iron Man match it all out with those two guys. How about yeah, that? Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, now it's going to be Danielson and uh, and and Jericho, and I yeah. I totally brain farted on the fact that that was going to get added to the card, and they definitely set that up last night, and it got set up last night because it looked as though Daniel Winter. Garcia had earned the respect of Brian Danielson. It looked like there might have been a handshake, and then Chris Jericho rushes down to the ring, and he blasts Brian Danielson, and he starts beating him down, and then all of a sudden, Daniel Garcia goes, no, sir, no, what the hell are you doing? And that is now setting up the possibility that Daniel Garcia could either join the BCC or remain in JAS. So, SP3, I'll ask you first, where should he go? Should he... Stay, uh, stay in the JAS or should he join the BCC? 
it's a fairly obvious uh, answer for me. It's Blackpool Combat Club. Like, Wheeler Yuta is John Moxley's young boy because Wheeler Yuta earned Moxley's respect with that bloody war that they had in April on AEW Rampage. Now, through the series of matches with Garcia and Danielson, Danielson has now found his young boy. And the whole mission statement of the Blackpool Combat Club was to get younger talent and put them underneath these guys. Now, is this- like added, the Jedi, like you have the master and each one has their own Padawan. Is yeah, that what this is? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. And then we just need Claudio to find his. Claudio needs to beat <laughs> well, up Moxley's his young boy. Moxley's his young boy. I was going to say, let's call them masters and Padawans because sitting here saying <laughs> they're on the hunt for young boys sounds wrong. So. Uh, hey, hey, I, I I watch a lot of New Japan. They use that term young boys all the time. Don't think crooked because yep. you're that's, American. Yeah, um, but, out of context, but, that sounds dirty. It's kind of like, like the guy that uh, 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 the guy on Twitter said, like, a kid is law or a kid is released or something like that. And he didn't put the hyphen between a and kid. <laughs> Some people are like, what are you no, talking a, about, a, bro? A, a kid was missing. That's no, a kid was missing. Yeah, a kid was missing. Um, but no, no, he needs to join the Blackpool Combat Club because I think the Jericho Appreciation Society has already kind of played his course without Mystic Man around. It doesn't really make sense, and the joke is missing the mark when you're calling yourself sports entertainers, and now the company that made the term up are calling their guys wrestlers. So it's time to kind of wrap up this Jericho Appreciation Society story or go back and just, you know, get rid of Garcia and just make it Hager, Jericho, and 2.0 at the new Inner Circle or Inner Circle 2.0. And Sammy. Sammy's back in the group, too. So Yeah, Sammy. 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 Sammy and, and, and Anna J. Yeah, and Anna J. So I mean, it's it's all uh, JAS doesn't need Daniel Garcia anymore at this point. And honestly, I don't think Daniel Garcia needs JAS. I think JAS did exactly what it was supposed to do. It elevated his position on the card to the point where I don't necessarily think that Daniel Garcia needs to be in Blackpool Combat Club either. Like I think that this is a guy who could who could be on his own. And I think. Tony Khan relies a lot on factions because he's trying to get as many people onto the show as possible with only three hours of live television. And sometimes rampage isn't even live. So, you know, he relies heavily on factions, but I will say he does need to be in one of these groups because as we have seen, if you're on your own and you're not necessarily a big name, you get lost in the shuffle. So, I'd say, yeah, Blackpool Combat Club seems to be the place where Daniel Garcia needs to go. Well, he bled, didn't he? Did he? Yeah. He, oh, he well, last... I know Danielson did. Yeah, but yeah. Garcia blood last night, too. Uh, and plus, what member of the Blackpool Combat Club does not have gold right now? It's it's Brian Danielson. What kind of gold can he go for? Oh, maybe maybe a tag title with Daniel Garcia. I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it. Although FTR needs to get their their AEW tag team title shot at, at some point. Yeah, they only been number one for five months. Yeah, and they're starting to they're starting to really kind of hone in and hammer that home uh, on social media uh, as well. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, I, I'd say Daniel Garcia definitely needs to join BCC at this point. Yeah. All right, SP3, true or false? Tony Storm will be the only challenger to Thunder Rosa at All Out. I know you have been clamoring for a fatal four way. <laughs> Your thoughts on this one, good sir? You seem like you have thoughts. Troubled. <sighs> I didn't know Tony Khan 
could give me Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa, two of my favorite females in professional wrestling, and me be shivering cold on that matchup because that is a cold as hell matchup. It's just like, it really makes me question, why the hell did you do that at Forbidden Door? Why couldn't it be Sheeta? versus thunder rosa there that would have made more sense why could it have been rio i understand you couldn't use anybody from stardom because they had their own event i get that but yeah you had numerous other japanese talent women that have history in japanese promotions not just you know stardom but tokyo joshi pro you could have put anybody in this spot especially if you were gonna have them be a tag team and then go into this matchup this matchup would feel so much more hotter if we didn't already have the match at forbidden door like it just feels like the promo last week i was so upset about because it was just like they were talking like they hadn't just faced each other and now we got this matchup and it just feels cold as hell and i don't understand why baker is not in this because okay you could say jamie hater is injured she got the broken nose at battle of the belts fine put brick baker into this brick baker makes this a lot more interesting of a match and we all know tony the only female you care about very much is brick baker so why not just throw her into there so that's the question that's the question here will they throw brick baker in there or do you think they keep it tony storm and, and thunder rosa I hope to God, but I think Tony is has the audacity to make Tony Storm the only challenger for Thunder Rose here. So I think it's unfortunately true. I would say there's plenty of time to add Dr. Britt Baker, but that would require Tony to actually like give time to building women's feuds because he doesn't do that. Last night, Tony Storm earned her number one contendership by beating Kyla King, who is great, but we haven't seen her on television in how damn long? Uh, she's been on Dark and Elevation. Frankly, I forgot she was even involved. She, um, she has to leave the company to uh, go work elsewhere for a while. Yeah. So you could set something up with Dr. Baker. God, you got they? two dynamites left, though. You got two yeah. dynamites left. You, you got, got you got some live rampages, right? I, I think. Got, you know, I guess that. I mean, that's out, that's out of the WWE playbook. Uh, it wouldn't take you, long. Book your pay per view last minute. It, hell, you could book her in it that night at all out in Chicago. Like you could just throw her in the damn match. Like it, it wouldn't be that difficult to do at all. I, I do think that'll end up being the case eventually. But this definitely does this Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa thing. It. You ask why they booked him at Forbidden Door. I think he booked him at Forbidden Door because I think the match was going to be Thunder Rosa versus Chris Statlander at yeah. All Out. Yeah. And then Statlander got hurt again. And now this is Tony's backup. And that's uh, a bad backup. Tony people... going to Tony to go going back to a yeah. match that we've already seen. If you're going to give us a match that we've already seen, go to the one that it's been longer since we've seen it and give us Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker. Yeah. That would have been a little bit more. Or give us the triple threat because we haven't seen that yet. Because obviously, you know, you're getting tag teams established in the women's division in AEW, and people love Thunderstorm. So there's no apps, there's absolutely no heat to this title match. There's nothing exciting about it. Plus, we've seen it. And plus, we don't really want to see it because we kind of like these two together. And so, I do it, like, uh, yeah, there's nothing for them to win. There's no women's tag team, you know. Yeah. Can we put them on, on the right side of the uh, WWE women's yeah. tag team? 
bracket? Can we so, can we do that? Like no disrespect to Maddie door. or Sonia, but can we put a tag team that we're invested in into the WWE <laughs> Women's Tag Team Title Tournament, please? Uh, that would be fantastic uh, if we could get Thunderstorm over there. That'd be great, man. Let's let's really open up the Forbidden Door, right? Uh, on this one, WWE apparently tried to um, go around the door uh this week as sp3 and i were doing our uh our live stream on tuesday there was a report that was dropped also by fightful select uh and i'm sitting there trying to read it and trying to understand it as the show was going on and finally i just realized all right this i'm not going to get the full scope of it uh while the show is going on so i decided to shelve it knowing that we had another another show here today uh wwe this week reportedly reached out to a prominent aew talent who is well known to be under contract uh, and decided to ask them about a possible return to WWE, to which that talent directed them to their representation, who passed along the note that they are very happy in AEW right now. And they felt that as though they owed it to AEW management to let them know that this had happened. SP3, this is a big deal or not? Nah? yes it's a big deal uh people tried to tell me months ago or last year that it wasn't a big deal that wwe didn't know that malachi black had a 30-day non-compete clause instead of a 90-day non-compete clause those same people tried to tell me that it's not a big deal that adam cole's contract was expiring in august of last year so I'm going to say this is a big deal because once again, it, it seems like WWE don't know who's contracted to their own company or to other companies. I think that it should have been fairly you know, obvious, and this report says that it should have been fairly obvious that this competitor was signed to AEW. So even reaching out to them can be seen and can be investigated as contract tampering. So it seems like WWE can do this. I'm not saying the report says that it, it was contract tampering, and I'm not saying it was contract tampering. All I can say is that from the outside looking in, if it smells like a dog, it sniffs like a dog. It looks like a dog. Wolf. It's probably a dog. And Wolf. this probably is looking a bit of contract tampering. So who? Big deal. Adam Cole? You think it was Adam Cole? No. Uh, I wouldn't. Cause, cause here, here's my thought process on this. I don't think that this was ignorance. I think this was straight up. Hey, we're interested in bringing you back. How much time you got left? We know you're under contract. This was this, I think, was them greasing the wheel. And is that necessarily legal or illegal asking them how much time they got left on a deal? I mean, if they obviously it's, if they it's slide them a happens. deal, that's illegal. Okay, again, this is all allegedly, this is all reporting. All right, we're not saying that this is what went down, but in my mind, this to me sounds like, hey, how much time you got left? We love you. We, you know, we know things ended poorly the last time, but we want to come get you back we got some big plans we'd love to have you in here when your contract is up this kind of a thing uh in which case to me that's why i'm saying no nah, this ain't that really big of a deal because this happens everywhere uh this happens in all walks of life hell the nfl now has what's called a legal tampering period where free agents before the new league year starts can sign with teams for millions of dollars even though they're still under contract with other teams now so nfl free agency really starts three days before nfl free agency even starts uh so honestly this isn't that big of a deal to me hell no. i could tell I'm just you curious who 
I can tell you about a situation right now in my industry where somebody who was under contract with company A was being greased for a full year and a half. Dude lets his contract expire and then signs with company B. This shit happens all the time. I think this was harmless. Hey, we're just gauging some interest here. When your contract's up, do you want to come back? I think this is all going to be kind of an overblown kind of thing. At least that's how I'm reading into it because I've seen this play out in other industries before. To me, this is not that big of a deal, Jeremy. No, it's not. It, it, it Especially if you're just asking how much you got left, you know. If that's then, the case, yes. If yeah. if it's straight up, hey, we want to get you over here. We don't care if you're under contract for three years. Okay, then that's a problem. That's a problem. There's, there's... I'm, more in, I'm more interested in who. <sighs> Clearly, we're not going to know because who went to the boss and, and gave them a heads up. So they're definitely you, not going to. We want to play that game of reckless speculation there, SP3, <laughs> if you had to make a guess. I doubt it would be Adam Cole or Malachi Black because that was very clearly I thought it was Wardlow at first, but then I heard I heard I thought it was Wardlow at first. Then they said returns. So I'm like, oh, it ain't right. Yeah. So this is somebody who was released. I mean, maybe Swerve would make sense with Hit Row. Oh, with Hit Row back. Yeah. Hell, good point. Maybe it was John Moxley because they said it was prominent. Like that was the thing. It was like it was like a big time deal, like bigger than Keith Lee. Maybe it was Mox, who is reportedly his contract was supposed to be up earlier this year. Who knows how much time he really has left on that if he did sign an extension. I could see it being Moxley because his big thing was always, I hated the creative process. Well, now the creative process is over and done with, and now he's one of the biggest fucking stars in the world. Yeah, let's bring him back and think of all the great shit we could do with him and Rollins and and Roman. I could see WWE possibly. Oh, yeah, and then they'll be like, oh, we can get Renee back on, and Renee can host a new show we can put out there on the Peacock. That might be more difficult than than getting Moxley because Renee doesn't want to come back and do – she's talked about this ad nauseum. She doesn't want to come back and do the same old thing. She wants to do something different. That's what I meant, like a host a new show or something like that. That's, in my opinion, if they ask Moxley, that's what – moxley would tell them i don't want to come back and do the same old shit and who has wwe made a star that would feel big enough for moxley to come back oh you converse seth rollins for the four thousand and seven hundred time oh you converse roman reigns like you did so many times before he, there there's nobody he he went out facing drew mcintyre if you want to mention him he had a long-term feud with the yeah. intercontinental championship with kevin owens there's literally no one that they've made in the past three years since john moxley left that is worth him going back when he honestly the only one i could think of is cody did he ever wrestle cody in AEW? No, that's the that's the only, <laughs> that's that's the only, the only one. one but that's like moxley from, makes sense from AEW. <laughs> yeah moxley makes sense because it probably has to be a guy whose contract is almost up or because a lot of contracts came up this year and a lot of people re-signed um some have like an extra year deal left on them so it makes sense if it's a guy that's been there almost since the beginning says I think it was I thought it was Miro because I thought when he was like prominent, there was prominent reports that Miro re-signed with AEW. So I thought it would it would be him, especially because he's put out on social media being a little bit unhappy. I can realistically yeah. see them like going to him Andrade. And, to, and y'all y'all don't think it's a big deal to be oh axing somebody. That's considered contract tampering. In the <laughs> NBA, that's considered contract tampering because 
ones. But you know everybody does it. There are, but there are ways to find out how much time is on somebody's deal without going to the actual person. Like there, there's no reason to go to the actual person when you can find out this information by not pro wrestling and being considered considered it contract hampering. But you know how long somebody has on the NBA just by going to NBA.com. You can find out all the contract details. This is what I wish we knew about. You can go to you can go to fightful.com and find out how much time these guys it's still not full like seriously i wish i i don't care how much people make i wish we didn't know how much they made in the nba the nhl nfl i wish we didn't care right like because people resent athletes for how much money they make. i don't i don't care how much money people make i just want to know when's your contract up like what's your end date like that that's all i want to know like how long are you signed that's all i care about as far as wwe stars are concerned or AEW stars but we we just don't know uh, more often than not. Uh, we do appreciate everybody who tuned in today. Really fun episode. Really great conversation. Uh, Miro signed through 2026. Was that the case? Uh, so he yeah, 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 he's he's locked in for for quite some time. So Miro, Adam Page, Malachi Black, they ain't going anywhere anytime young bucks, soon. Young bucks uh, aren't I'm, going anywhere. Young bucks aren't going. Kenny Omega ain't going anywhere. Well. Ken, I don't think Kenny's going anywhere, but his contract's up sooner than you would think, unless he re up. But they, because he took so much time off, they could they could have froze the time and they could have added nine months. Yeah, I don't uh, know if Tony's to. doing that or not. It's a good question. I think he is. I think he is. Regardless, always fun to play reckless speculation. By the way, who always. says it was a guy? Uh, they they very easily could have called up Ruby Athena. Soho or the or Athena or somebody like that. Like honestly, I know Athena loves being there, but they. She hasn't done a whole lot since she's been there. So hopefully, and Ruby's done less and Ruby's done less. Let's hope that uh, Athena, this match that she's supposedly going to get with Jade Cargill at all out uh, starts leading to get the ball rolling there. We do appreciate everybody who tuned in. Uh, make sure to hammer the thumbs up. Make sure to hammer that subscribe button. If you haven't already, thank you guys so much. Uh, coming up next week, Monday, my interview with Damian Priest uh, is going to drop on the channel. So make sure to check that out as he's got a big match coming up. Uh, with Edge uh, on Monday. So we'll uh, talk a little bit about Judgment Day. Uh, also coming up here soon, ahead of Clash at the Castle, I will be talking with possibly the future SmackDown Women's Champion and Shayna Baszler. So that is going to be dropping uh, on this channel as well. So make sure to subscribe so you don't uh, miss all of that. Thank you guys so much. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Enjoy SmackDown tomorrow. Going to be fun. Should be a good time. Maybe we'll get some returns, some more surprises from the Triple H train as it keeps on a rolling. It's the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast brought to you by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.